you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident. And a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster. back to zoom because usually it takes a second before it confirms yeah. that you're live there we go meeting is now live all right all right welcome to shut up and grind with your host yours truly robert b foster so this is episode number 14 and today i have a special guest tracy cromwell say hi tracy hi everyone <laughs> hello <laughs> right <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to Tracy in a second. So today's episode, we want to talk to you about being self-conscious with your body, yo-yo dieting, and your relationship with food. And so as Tracy and I were getting to know, know each other, it seems our paths are pretty well aligned. So this should be a pretty fun and informative conversation as we feed off of each other here. So I want to get, um, before we get to Tracy, I want to get into a little bit of my backstory because people think because I'm into fitness that I was always into fitness. So that's not, that's not always the case. I mean, pretty much, I was an athlete my entire life, but there was one period where to me, it's letting myself go where I got up to 228 pounds and there was a, there was a defining moment. I was getting out, out of the shower, as funny as this might seem, but I was getting out of the shower and I caught myself in the mirror. And for the first time in my life, I had man boobs. And like I said, it sounds funny, but it is true, but it was awful. Like, and it just hit me from being an athlete. I was an All-American in track and field. Like I was always in really good shape. And just to see myself in that moment, it like my, my uh, eyes filled up with tears and I just had no idea how I got there. But at that moment, I made a decision that I was never going to see the 200s ever again. And so now we fast forward to where I am now. I'm 46 years old now. I'm a single parent of five kids. And I've had seven surgeries. And I've still never got over 200 pounds, even rehabbing from all those surgeries. And why is because I made that decision. And now I want to hear from Tracy. So Tracy is an integrative nutrition coach. She's a certified personal trainer. She's an author, and we're going to get into that book, Your Relationship with Food. And she is a mother of two. And Tracy, welcome. Hello. How are you? I so am well. <laughs> nice to see you as well. All right. So let's get into a little bit of your, of your backstory. And uh, you can decide where you, want, where you want to start, and then we'll go from there. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, so I, I guess what I... What I realize now, and I call myself now, is I'm a recovered pre-diabetic, okay. recovered body loather, and a recovered yo-yo dieter. Um, you know, I lived like that in my mind most of my life, um, especially starting in high school. I um, started realizing that I wasn't the skinny, perfect person, and I was very insecure about that. I started dieting, you know, in high school. And um, just felt that if I could just be good enough on in, if my body would just look perfect, if I could just be perfect, then I could have the things that I wanted in my life. You know, if I could just be that perfect person, then I would find the perfect ideal relationships with people. If I was just perfect, then I wouldn't get so sad and I wouldn't eat the donut, you know, and then flog myself because I, I ate the donut or I did those things. And um, when, gosh, um, I, in the nineties, I really, I really fell in love with step aerobics and, um, but I, I loved them for a while. And then when I realized I still wasn't perfect and I was just pounding myself so hard 
every single day and I tallest step with weights just just pounding myself and um and I'd look in the mirror and I would still see no perfection <clears throat> I still didn't see perfection and um <clears throat> excuse me and um I saw all of these little horrible things on my body you know women you can relate the little tiny or bigger saddlebags, whatever it is you're looking at. And I would pound them and I'd pound my legs. And I just, and one day I just got tired. I was exhausted. And also I just didn't do them anymore. And then of course the weight started coming back on and I just felt like there's nothing I can do, you know? And so I diet and then I make the weight and then I couldn't keep it off. So then I failed again and I diet again. I couldn't keep the weight and everything I was looking for was, um, I was always looking for someone else to give me the um, validation I was worthy as a person. I was looking outside of myself all the time. And um, I think when I hit my lowest of lows, I was in my late thirties, early forties. Um, I was in a really, I was trying to do the career, climb the, climb the career ladder. And um, I, I thought I was getting there, but I realized, um, oh my gosh, you know, I, I'd lost sight of my health again. I was overweight. I had a knee injury from a snowmobiling accident. I didn't mentally come back from very well. Um, and, and then next thing I know, I'm having to go to the bathroom a lot. I'm really thirsty. Didn't think about it. Um, you know, it didn't matter anyway, you know, um, I, in my mind, I said, I don't care. And then I uh, went for my checkup and my doctor said, you know, your blood sugars are really high. You are pre-diabetic. And, wow. and I was like, how did I let this happen? It was just another failure on top of mm. all the other ones I deemed that I had, you know? Okay. And let, let me stop you right there for, for yeah. a second. We just unpacked a lot. I did. I know. <laughs> All right. So, so let's go back to where you said body loathing. Yeah. Like, like, like what were you, what were you doing to yourself? What were you saying to yourself? So, um, I think what I did was I looked at images in magazines or images on TV of these perfect women. And I didn't fit that perfect view. I didn't have thigh gap <laughs> you know my breasts were bigger than theirs and I couldn't wear those clothes and so I was trying to pound myself into this uh scale or an and it in a pant size you know and and um and so it was my body's fault that that this was happening and so I um I didn't have the connection that um, actually there was, there was nothing wrong with the way I looked. Um, I had, I had a very skewed image of myself based on, you know, what I would see, like I said, what was marketed yeah. to me from when I was really young. And, um, and so I just, <clears throat> every time I looked in the mirror or even clothes shopping, some of my friends know this, I would start crying shopping for clothes. Wow. I couldn't fit into the cute little straight shirts and the cute little straight pants. And, and, you know, my, my kids saw me cry once when we went shopping with my husband. Uh, and so it was just really, really hard on me. I was just, I just was, had such a skewed vision of who I should be and what I should do. And, and I gave up, you know, so yeah. I was never going to make it anyway. So I might as well just, toss it all out because wow. it didn't matter so yeah it it was an interesting I, I get all choked up because that yeah. person that I was hurt so much inside but she looked yeah. happy on the outside she did her best to show up as perfect yeah. as she could well, and I wasn't trying to make you cry but it's I, okay I just, it's I okay it was that. interesting to, to do that because yes I I really love that person that I was now I appreciate her she did the best she could with what she knew. Yes. You know. Yeah. I just know that I'm sure the people you work with and the people I work with, you know, we hear that a lot. Like mm -hmm. I hear that so much. And I know that 
it hurts them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I know it hurts them a lot. So I wanted to circle back just to get more about you feeling that hurt. So mm-hmm. it can relate to the people listening now. Mm-hmm. All right. So I had cut you up at pre-diabetic. So let's go back there. So your doctor tells you that your sugar's too too high and you're pre-diabetic. Yes. Yeah, so she did say to me, she said, you can change this. You just need to eat whole grains. And off I went. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, I just have to eat whole grains. <laughs> that's what you, maybe she told me more, but that's what I heard. But I also heard her say I could change this. And I, I didn't know how really how to do that. I was still pretty caught up in, in my, my situation, but I, I heard whole grains, I heard whole grains and I, I went home and the interesting part was all of a sudden I felt like I had this note. I had a note from a doctor that said I had the right to take care of myself and then I had to take care of myself and why I thought I needed a note. I'm, I don't know why. I think if I delve in there, is this that, you know, um, we're taught that if we take care of ourselves, it's selfish. If we say no to things that harm us, we're being selfish. If we, if we tell people we don't want to eat the food that's being served, that we're that it, you know, it, it's not polite. Um, you know, so I had all these relationships with with others around food that I had to have what was served me. I had to eat it all, um, no matter what. And so, yeah. And so when I went home, it was I was like, I have a note. <laughs> It's really funny. So, so I looked at my pantry and it was like, you know, I had, we had tons of processed food in there. And um, so I started very small. I I did exactly what what she said. I just switched to whole grains and um, that didn't quite work right away. It took me about three years to get my blood sugars back under, under, um, you know, a hundred. And a lot of, again, still yo-yo dieting, still trying these crazy things, still doing all this, still not pleased with myself, you know, yeah. but, but I started to learn um, because I had this note. Let me sorry, let me share this with you real quick. Because someone just um, inboxed me and said, <laughs> said the, the woman was describing how I feel and the fact that I needed validation from him. I need to worry about myself, not a house or a expletive. Yes. <laughs> you know? So like, so that's another reason why we do this mm-hmm. because there are other people out there that are going through things and our experiences can help other people know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. See, and someone will look at you today and they'll look at me today and they, and it, that's the hard part with even social media or when we judge by what someone looks like, yes. we have to realize there's a story behind every single person that walks the earth and exactly. we, we can, you know, look at me back then and I'd be judged because I was heavy or I was judged because I was pre-diabetes, I had pre-diabetes, um, you know, and, and they would have judged you. And now we're, you, you know, we are an interesting society. We can look at you and me now and we think, oh, they must have just had it easy or it was yeah. very, you know, that must have just been the way they always have been. Yeah. Um, or people don't think that trainers also have to work hard. We, yes. <laughs> it's, we it's like we just, yeah, we just roll out of bed and we have muscles and we have endurance for days. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we don't have to put any work in, you know. Yeah. But people ask me, why do I work with mostly moms, you know, being a, being a man, like, why do you mostly work with moms? And my answer to that is piggybacking off of what you said, there's a lot of pressure on moms to wear all those different hats and to be a certain way and to act a certain way. And I give them a different point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like, you don't have to do that. Just because you have kids, you don't have to put yourself on the back burner. Like you can still, like you want to be the best version, the happiest version of yourself because that's the best thing you can do for your kids. Like you hating yourself, you missing out on events and you missing out on happiness, your kids are going to see that and then that's going to grow up to be their normal. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, And that's the piece that people are missing because no matter how good you are as a dad, the bonding comes from the mom. So the mom being happy and healthy, that is a very, very important relationship for the children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think too, you know, we, we've forgotten or we've not been taught 
that we really need to have our own appreciation for ourselves first and our validation of who we are as a person yes. and our personality and and our 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 wit or whatever it is about us that me you know what are what are we shutting down to try and fit into a picture of what we think is what we're supposed to be yes and then we we have a hard time relating and 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 like you said you know we have we have children and and we want to help them as much as we can and um and i realize too now is this being the best how can we show up as ourselves um, in a loving way even though we're not perfect and let our kids know that that's okay that nobody's perfect and and um and that's what makes every everyone so wonderful and yep. who defines what perfection is anyway you exactly. know exactly so you got the pre-diabetic pre diagnosis you started going forward what did you tell yourself like how i had my moment when i stepped out of the shower and i looked in the mirror like at that moment 200 pounds was never ever going to enter on my body again like mm -hmm. that that was my defining moment like what like was it when the doctor told you that or like when did you process it and make the decision that you were going to take care of you i made it i i believe i made it that day i had no idea how and, and I think about this, this was back in um, 2006. So still there was just a ton of noise and there's such so much noise in the nutrition world and the fitness yeah. world of what you're supposed to do and what's the best way to do it. And, and so um, I knew I had to figure it out. And, and I did go through a period where I was just so upset with myself because I looked back at photos of when I had been exercising. And then I thought, I gotta do this all again. Ah. I can't believe I let this happen again, you know? And I also remember saying, I, I, I wish I had left my body back then. I, why didn't I appreciate myself? You know? Yeah. So I went through some of that. I did a, I did a lot of, you know, um, I started really focusing on mindset books and, and, um, ways to change my habits, um, learn about myself and, and also learn to deal with this person, this, this, no, they call her negative Nelly or, yeah. you know, that's in your mind. How do I, how do I handle this person that's been just flogging me, you know, for years? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yep. Where did she learn that behavior? And so I think um, what really hit, it still was a struggle for like three years. I couldn't get my head around it because I was still doing the yo-yoing. And then um, what happened, I, you know, I lost my job in 08 um, housing crisis, crisis. Yeah. And again, I was given another note. I thought I have another note. I can change. <laughs> I've been in the housing industry for years, but also I was like, I had another note. I could change things up a bit. And, um, and I was like, I want to be a trainer. And then of course this voice in my head said, well, you can't even keep yourself together. Why could, how could you be a trainer? Mm. You're overweight. What? No, one's going to listen to you. And I, so I said, okay, you know, I won't do it. And, uh, but I struggled through other things that I tried to do. And, but what, what happened was I realized I would, I would for free help people get through the journey I've been through. And that's when the light bulb came on was, um, I've been there. I, I know what it's like. Um, I understand that. And I thought, then all of a sudden, you know, through the books I've been reading about mindset and all of that, I was like, find your passion and, and do that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm going back to school. I got to find the school. I got to find the right one. I'm not perfect yet, but you know what? I've learned a lot in the last three, four or five years figuring out myself. Um, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. And I'm going to go back to school. And so I did that. And, uh, um, you know, I'm forever thankful that I got pre-diabetes. I'm forever thankful I had this journey. Um, I'm forever thankful I have food sensitivities. I can't eat certain foods because I get it now. I totally get it, you know. So, so a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And um, 
I realized too, and it made me upset because I didn't want to have to go to the store and um, figure out what was good food for me and what was bad food. I didn't want to read labels. That was just so annoying to me. I should, I shouldn't have to put that homework in, you know, I was very much like that. I didn't want to spend the time. And, but once my brain bought in, I got myself to buy in that I was worth a lot and I was worth making sure I put in my body most of the time, the best things I can, um, that I actually feel better. I think better. I, my body's able to like do a make, I, I can do century bike rides now, you know, I can she many Christmas. This is pretty cool. You know, yeah. um, on my first bike century bike ride though, I was still in a bit of a weird state in my head that I was going to pound those extra pounds off that hundred miler. Don't ever do this. Anybody. <laughs> I didn't bring enough food because I was going to burn that. I was gonna, uh... It was my first ride. My first time I ever did one. <clears throat> and, uh, I don't think I'd even started school yet. I was still, I was still in that mode of figuring things out. Yeah. And, uh, at mile 80, I was just angry and upset and, and at the rest stop, people are like, would you just eat the banana and have some of this? And it was really funny. And I was like, okay. And uh, I learned so much on that ride. Number one, putting myself through something like that to get the strength in my mind that I could do it, um, face the fear, but also how to, how to feed myself during something like that. And um, so I had my bananas and I, I, Oh, I had a Gatorade, which I was like, oh, I'm not eating, you know, mm. just do it, just do it. And uh, all of a sudden I could feel the energy coming back. And and that last 20 miles, which had hills, we got a lot of hills here in the Seattle area. Um, <clears throat> I was like, my brain learned, I was like, and I was like, that's how it works. It was really funny. Yeah, because if just starving yourself worked, everybody would do it. <laughs> starving yourself does not work. Can I please explain that? Yeah, and and trying to pound out those pounds like that without, you know, um, without food and stuff like that. It's just the whole concept of starving yourself to lose weight. Um, you know, I learned the lesson and and I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely definitely not a good plan. So, all right. So as we we get into to more of the accomplishments, I want to talk about something that I work with with my crew. Is it's about most people set goals, but they don't cast a vision. And and I think casting a vision is paramount in anything. So I'm breaking off into uh, business coaching as well, and. I was there myself, obviously, like I, I got a business coach for the last seven years now. But before then, I was that same person where it's like, all right, this is what I want. This is what I want. But like, you really can't see it. And when you can't see it, you can't feel it. If you can't feel it, you're not going to do it. That's just what it boils down to. So everybody has a want. I want to get back into those pants. I want to run a marathon. I want to do whatever. But they don't actually see it. So they said, so if you can't see it, you can't feel it, you're not going to do it. You know, so when you were getting to the point where you were thinking about writing a book, you know, so what, what took you to, to that point? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so, um, in, when I was studying, um, when I was in school, uh, we had peer coaches that, and I reached out to a woman in Santiago, Chile oh. and, um, uh, Ingrid and she and I were were peer coaches through school and when we were even done we stayed together coaching each other and figuring things out what we realized was she's she's in Santiago Chile and that's 6,440 miles away from Seattle yep <laughs> but she went through the same concept of challenges with her body as I did they are going through the same challenges with food um children getting children getting type 2 diabetes, um, mm. processed food problems, um, food sensitivities, um, body image challenges. Uh, and also we realized, oh my gosh, you know what? We, and when we had talked about how we got through our journey to, to where we felt better about who we were, we were able to fuel our bodies the way they needed to be fueled. Her way was actually different 
and types of foods she felt better on than I did. And it was like, oh, that's very interesting. And her type of exercise is different than mine. That's another great thing we learned. And we thought we need to write a book and explain this to everyone that, you know, um, that their journey, although some paths are similar, your body is a very unique body and your mind is a very unique mind. And we don't all fit into the same envelope or box. And once I realized that, that's when I was just, I felt like a weight off my shoulders because I, I'm not vegetarian. She's mostly vegetarian. Yeah. But you know what? That doesn't make me and what my body. So the idea is that you start, you figure out where you, why you got where you, you are, you figure out where you are. And sometimes it's, it's not very fun. I don't like my brain doesn't like seeing stuff like that because it can be kind of painful. But once I figured out where, where my thoughts came from and why I had this image of myself, I was like, oh my gosh, makes so much sense. And then once you do that and you know why you're eating the donut versus not, why are you, um, you know, some hiding in a closet, eating a bunch of candy versus not being kind in that vision of yourself because that's the thing when you you read my book you leave judgment outside of it just be willing to go in there figure out where you're at and then you can start to work on each piece yeah and let let me jump in here so the the first part of (laughs) mine is pain assessment and that's exactly what you're talking about like you have to have a hundred percent honest assessment of where you are and uh, most people struggle with their fitness journey is because they don't do it honestly. Yeah. And they, they're, they're coming at it with a place of content. Like it would be nice to get there, but it's like, I'm not that bad. It, but like I said, when I was standing in the mirror and I saw my chest jiggling, I was like, nope. Because like at that moment, like that, that right there for me was rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And so people have to come to grip by what I can do. I can, my money can be in more places than just me. Yep. I can only physically be in one person in one place at one time and doing one thing. Yeah. But if I am successful and I am wealthy, I can fund other people going out in the world and doing positive things and helping people do things. It's like, look, you know, a natural disaster help, you know, it, you know, happens. And there's a group of 20 people in another state that the only thing, they have the time, they have the desire, they want to go help, they want to go clean up, they want to be the physical help for that. The only thing they don't have is money. Well, with if I have the wealth, I can fund them. And now it's not just me going and helping those people. I have 20 other people that I've, I have been able to finance and get them to do good so, you know, exactly. you know, it's, it's that, that wealth mindset people really, and I'm surprised at how many people have this roadblock. It's just, it's mind shattering how many people have this mindset and we've been back to programming. We've been programmed that, you know, the, to lust after money is evil. Yep. Yes. Lust after money is evil to acquire money and do good with it is a good thing. Yeah, because people just assume that people with money are all stuck up snobs or they're, they're criminals or tied to the mob or something. And, that, and that's not the case. Or they were just privileged and handed it. You know, like people think that people don't actually get out there and work for it. Even for those of us in the fitness space, I see Mike Campbell's on something. Mike, Mike's, uh, he's a, another fitness professional. But like people think that we just ro- roll out of bed and we're in shape. Like, <laughs> like we don't eat right like we have to drink enough water we have to get steps in we have to work out you know we, we don't just wake up and just lay down all day long and and we're in shape you know <laughs> no no it's it's like look um you know on mindset it's i study every day you know my how my mentor has been studying for 60 years you know he's been studying and doing this for over 60 years you know he has a brand and and you know but it's like look you have to constantly be studying you have to constantly be growing you have to become you you know you you just don't sit down and and do nothing and become what it is there there is work there it doesn't necessarily have to be hard work it has to be smart work yes yeah and you have to know what you're good at because for me i can do this all day long 
Like I be I belong in front of the camera. I belong on stages. I'm just a performer. Like, but for me to act like I like doing the accounting and all the back office stuff, like I'm in the process of hiring an assistant finally to to get all that stuff off my plate so I can get back to doing what I'm best at. And then you hire someone else to do what they're best at. Because there are people out there that just love numbers. They love organization and they love behind the scenes and they want nothing to do with the camera. (laughs) So that's my ideal assistant. Definitely, definitely. And we all have our strengths. We all have what we play best to, you know, we all have that. And, you know, and it's, you know, when I when when I talk about building wealth, and and this was is a piece that I wasn't really going to cover, but I'm going to cover it right now, just because I think it's very important, Mm -hmm. is what you're passionate about, what you really want to do the effect that you want to have in life, you know, if you want to be a school teacher, and yes, you know, off a school teacher's salary, you're not going to get rich. You're not going to blow it out of the park. Yeah. But there, you can still do what is your passion and figure out on your on little side things. Get other sources of income because there is no millionaire. There is definitely no billionaire that got there off of one source of income. Yep. You can, you have to have multiple sources of income. You have to build those things. But if you build them, some of them don't take a whole lot of time once you build them. You know, it's like you build them, you set them out there. There's, you know, there's, there's so many different ways, especially in this economy and this time frame that we're in. I mean, you know, I, it's no wonder that there are millionaire, you know, there's record numbers of millionaires being made every day and, and, and building themselves up for that. It's because we have opportunities all around us and we don't take the time to look at the opportunities and pay attention to them. You know, and my opportunities might not be the same opportunities that work for you. But, you know, when you sit down and you have that roadmap, you set that picture of this is where I want to go. And you start taking and dedicating time of, okay, now I, 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 I have this clear goal. And this is, I'm going to put this suggestion out there for everybody. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. After this interview, it, you know, after you get done watching this, sit down with a blank piece of paper and a pen and take 15, 20 minutes. Shut off the TV, shut off the radio, get in some silence, maybe some, some good meditation music, some low volume stuff in the background to kind of help with it, but no real distractions. And just without worrying about how, don't worry about the how, don't worry about how to get there. Don't worry about the nuts and bolts in between here and there. Just write down and be completely honest with yourself. This is what I want to do. And write it down. Don't type it on your phone. This this is one of those things where, the power is in the physicality of doing it. You know, it's, you write it down on paper because you put energy to it and be very, very clear. You know, don't go, uh, I want to go see the West coast. You know, that's like, that's, that's (laughs) like walking into a restaurant and going, I want food. (laughs) Well, you know, if they bring you a pack of saltine crackers, you know, you go to Ruth's Chris and you say, I want food. And the waiter brings you a package of saltine crackers and sets it down on your plate. You hit, he has done given you what you have asked for. Spot on. You have to be clear. And believe me, if it takes you two hours to write this out clear, it is time well invested, but write where you want to be, write it out clear. Say, I want, a cowboy ribeye. I want it medium rare. I want mashed potatoes and gravy. I want green, you know, I want cream green beans. I want, you know, I, I, this is, this is what I want for my meal. Then the guy will bring you what it is and the universe will do the same. If you write it out clear and you look at it every single day, day, multiple times a day of this is my destination. This is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. You keep burning that image and you have to have that clear image. 
you you keep burning that image into your mind and your body will fi- finally follow. Your subconscious will take that programming because we think in pictures. Pictures are more effective than words are and it always will be. That's why they say a picture is worth a thousand words is we think in pictures and you have to draw that picture out in your mind. Be very, very clear. Use your imagination. Put all the details in it. You know, it's like, no, I, I, I don't want just a Ford truck. I want a Ford truck with, you know, w- with chrome rims and I want it to be blue and I want it to have a black leather interior, you know, be specific, whatever it is, be very, very specific on it and keep, keep that vision in front of you. You know, it, it's like, look, if, if you look at the map, we'll go back to that, that going from New York to LA, you look at the map once and you start driving and you never look at it again. You'll never know where you're going. You, you, you won't know how to, you know, because we have to constantly adjust a little bit, adjust, yeah. adjust, adjust. So when you keep that destination in front of you, you look at it in the morning. First thing you wake up, you know, you write it out and you look at it first thing in your morning, you read it. Okay. This is, this is where I want to go. And then lunchtime, you pick it back up and or you know you get home from work you glance at it, you read it over it gets in your mind you read it before you lay down down to go to sleep at night you write you take a a short version of it and you put it on a card and you carry that card in your pocket or your purse and you look at that goal you look at that you know, post it post it notes everywhere <laughs> yeah write it down carry it with you look at it because this is this is it's simple like i said the 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 things to do are not hard. They're simple things, which is why most people miss it. Yeah. Because it's like, it, it can't be that simple. I got, I got to tell you, right? right let, let me jump in for a second. I got to tell you, I, I have a section in my program called Casting the Vision. So exactly what you're talking about. I never once use food as the analogy. And I think, <laughs> I, I think it's brilliant. It's absolutely <laughs> brilliant because when people have a favorite dish, they light up they glow and they go into detail. They're like, oh, I like my fettuccine with this, with this much garlic to this consistency. <laughs> I like mine with the shrimp, I like, right? And they glow about it. Like that's, that's a brilliant way to, way to put it because everybody anywhere in any place on this earth has a favorite dish. Yeah, <laughs> everyone yeah. does. Like that's global. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. It doesn't matter where you're at. It's like, look, what, you know, it, but if you go into some place and you just, tell them vague mm-hmm. you get vague back and yes. you know it's like so you it's, tell them to it's, break down right break down what you see and break it down the way you just broke down that dish yeah yeah your your goal has to be that clear it, yep. because the universe is very very rewarding it will do pretty much whatever you ask whatever destination you want it will get there and and, and oh this is this is very key you have to do it in the positive and yes. present. Do not, I don't, you can't say, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be a debt. You cannot say those because your mind doesn't recognize don't. Yep. Your subconscious mind does not understand what don't is. So if it says, I don't want to be in debt, well, you're asking for debt. You can't put don't, you have to phrase it. And, and this is, again, it's simple. It's not hard. It's very, very simple, but it's the, the, the way you phrase things. I, you know, it's like, I, I want to be wealthy. I want to have income. You know, I want to have multiple streams of income. I, you know, I, I get up and I work out daily. I enjoy my workouts. I, you know, it's, it's in that present and present and positive mindset in that present and positive, uh, mindset and in way that you say it you can't say it in a negative way because you're only going to draw in the negative you have to put it that positive way on it but you know if you say that you know i am so happy and grateful now that i get up and i do my morning exercises i do my morning routine and you follow that you you get to the point where it's like you wake up in the morning and you go i'm excited to get up and do my morning routine because I know that when I get up in the morning and my heart rate's elevated and my blood's pumping that I, I, I automatically feel good. You know, yeah. my, I feel alive. I, I, I feel my energy, you know, being ramped up. 
they they just it's just so much positive and just feeds you so much like can you can you all right we got about eight minutes left can you okay give some clear steps on how people can reprogram their subconscious mind <clears throat> yes it, the, this is this is really like i said it, it's really simple it's back to the to the gold card in your vision take half hour hour whatever it is in quiet write it down be very very detailed um, describe it in a positive mindset in a positive way not no don'ts but what it is you know what is the positive way i want to see it write it down look at it multiple times a day look at it in the first thing when you wake up look put it on a gold card touch that gold card at least once an hour you know if it's something you really want put that gold card put it somewhere where you can touch and you can think about it once an hour Set an alarm alarm on your phone to do that in the beginning, just so it, it, it programs you to constantly do that, that constant repetition, you will start paying attention to what your positives are, and your negatives, they will wither and die those old things that old programming when you stop using it, and you stop feeding it, the the new positives will grow. And just keep doing that on a repetitive basis, do it every day, day in day out. And then I want to give you four nearly free resources that if you take the time to study this material and listen to this, it will make you, it will make a huge change. And these things you don't have to have money for. You just have to have will and desire to want to change. Uh, first and foremost is Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. It is a rather inexpensive, and if you have a library, I'm pretty sure you can get it from the library. Uh, read it more than once. If you read the book the first time, it tells you in there to keep reading certain sections and doing certain things. Reread it. Follow the instructions in the book. This is 500 of the most wealthiest and successful people in the world. Their knowledge is in that book, and it has been condensed for you. Follow it. They're, that book has made more millionaires than almost anything else in this planet. Um, second, there is on YouTube and a lot of recorded versions. There's an Earl Nightingale condensed version. It's like 40 minutes long on YouTube. It's free. Listen to that daily. Listen to that once a day. What's, um, what's the title of that one? It's Think and Grow Rich. And it's, it, it's think, just search Think and Grow Rich on YouTube, and it'll yep. be Earl Nightingale's condensed version. It's oh, right okay, around okay. 40 minutes. Gotcha. Get that condensed version. Listen, spend that 40 minutes a day listening to it. Yes. It will change your life. And there's two other books that I want to recommend, and they're very inexpensive. Uh, actually, one is Bob Proctor's You Were Born Rich. Search You Were Born Rich, free copy. It'll pull up Bob Proctor's website. There's a free PDF version on there download it, read it. Um, amazing, amazing content. Um, he's actually my mentor now. Um, nice. It's just amazing. Um, but like I said, that's a free resource. And then the third, the, the third book would be The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. These books are in your library, or you can get them for a very, I, I mean, you're talking 20, 25, 30 bucks worth of books it's minimal minimal yeah. minimal amount most of people investment spend more, most people spend more than that on coffee yeah 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 <laughs> those those are things that you know you 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 take and you read those and especially think and grow rich read it and listening to the condensed version of it it will absolutely change your life and you will become one of the richest people you know and like i said earlier riches does not mean money it can mean money and money is a good thing, Yes. but richness is the rest of how it affects your life, your relationships with people, how happy you are about what you're doing every day, who your circle of friends are, who your circle of influence is. These four things will absolutely change your life if you do them on a daily basis. Awesome. 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 All right. So I'm putting the link in the comment section if anyone wants to schedule a call with you to discuss their their life so that's down in the comment section and how else can people get in touch with you um the 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 best way like my calendar link is the best way to have a free 30 minute conversation with me i would love to have a conversation with you just kind of love to talk about where you're at and where you want to go and get you some clarity on exactly how you want to do that i 
that's free of charge, no big deal. I love to schedule and talk. Um, and then if you want to email me, it's david at reispotlight.com. Again, david at reispotlight.com. Uh, email me again. Um, I'd love to talk to you. If you need some suggestions, you have something that you're dealing with, something that you're trying to overcome, I, I'd love to point you in the right direction and, and help you get over that. You know, if you're knocked down, if you're in the bottom of the gutter, get, you know, send me an email. If you're in that, you know, if, if God forbid, if you're in that comfort zone and you're trying to figure out, because everybody in their comfort zone, they know that they have so much more that they're meant to be and meant to do. They just, they're like, well, the life is good. Why do I want to change? Because or, it can be better. Or they think it's harder than it actually is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that hard. Believe me, you will look back on the other side and you'll be like, wow, how in the world did I get here? This is so freaking amazing. And then you'll realize that you could have went farther. Yeah, exactly. Even what, farther. <laughs> when I started this, this show, I thought I had to do something fancy. I thought I had to have certain skills and... I reached out to someone I met in a different mastermind group. And I was like, Bobby, what, how'd you get your podcast started? And he told me, and I was like, seriously, <laughs> that's all I have to do. I, I pretty much just bought this, this microphone. That, that was it. I already had the green screen. I already had lights. And he's like, just get content and start talking. I was like, yeah. really? I was like, and how do I find people? And I was try, trying to find people and, no, I found found you in in that that uh, masterclass group, and I, I'm booked out till March, <laughs> and I added a second yeah. day, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> just in a blink of an eye. It's like wow, <laughs> it's yeah. like I have my yeah. own online show. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. That's it. It's take you want to you want to you want to know what the real big secret is. Take action. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Take action. Go. It's like, look, if you don't like where you're at, take a step. You're yes. no longer there. <laughs> yep. Exactly. See, and that's and that's the essence of why I named this show Shut Up and Grind. Because it's yep. something that I had to deal with on, on my own. Just, you know, being stuck in the restaurant, knowing I didn't want to do it, knowing I was tired of, of missing everything with the kids and missing family reunions and having to cut vacation short because we were short staffed at the restaurant. It, I just, I just, I hated it, but I was stuck into that comfort zone. I was pretty yep. much right around there. My base was like six, 62, five, I think back then. And it's like, it was enough. It was comfortable. I could pay for everything. And there, there was nothing to really give me that jolt. But then when I started training, it was on the side. It was just, just my side hustle for fun. And then I lost my management job. And uh, I was like, wow. <laughs> you know so i was like now the door has just opened for me to pursue fitness that's that that there is what i call life giving you the boot out the door and it is one of the most beautiful things if you you know especially in this post-covid world you know it's like look if, if you got shut down if you got booted out if whatever you were doing is no longer there thank the world thank god that you were able that that happened to you yep. because now you you have been unchained yep. you don't have that you you, you you don't have that stuff holding you back anymore look yep. around you have a bright brand new world around you absolutely figure out what the heck you want to do and go freaking do it yes. <laughs> and then and, and also like we'll, we'll we'll leave on well i mean i'll, I'll let you have the last word but the, my, my last word will be is that people need to hear what you have to say. That's one big thing that, you know, I work with, with people on crafting their, their core stories and people just don't think that, that they have any. But then like, as we start picking into that subconscious mind, it's like, you have a lot of stuff that you can help the world. A lot of stuff. Like there's a young, young late lady that um, I've been working with off and on. I told her to make sure she, like she couldn't be on live but I told her to come back and make sure she, she gets on and she listens because she struggles with this. Like she's cut, she just stuck in just a mental trap and I'm trying my best to crack through and help her, help her get out of it. So maybe hearing from someone else will help, will help her fully, fully break through because she's got a lot of stuff that she can turn into powerful stories, but just in her mind, she just thinks it's just all mess, but she, she doesn't realize that the mess is the message. 
Definitely, definitely. I will leave your I will leave your listeners with this one piece of advice, and I think it is to me gets down to the core of all of this. Is if you can hold in your mind the vision of you doing what you want to do, if you can put that in your mind, your mind will not let you build a vision that is not possible for you perfect that's awesome that's awesome perfect perfect way to end nothing else to <laughs> nothing else that needs to be said <laughs> nope. all right so i'm gonna stop the facebook live stream dave thank you very much for taking time thank out you. to come and share your knowledge and your wisdom all right so for those again he gave you four practically free resources get them dive into it if you want your life to change if you don't want your life to change then keep doing what you're doing. If you want to, shut up and grind, baby. This is Rob Foster signing off. Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Pod Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.